Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be the storyteller for this episode. I just wanted to let you all know that this episode gets a little weird as we start exploring characters' backstories. I hope you enjoy episode 2, Awaken in 60 Seconds. Last time on Mage the Ascension, Indomitable Souls. Band Hostage, they're a local cover band called the Weezies. They only cover Weezer music. Oh, the, yeah. No. Or making a trailer would also work. I'll make a trailer. There's Michael, any... go get one stick of dynamite. That's what the trailer's for. The sound of the engine kind of brings you back to a time a uh, year or two, a few years ago, when you were working uh, on the illegal car racing circuit outside of Boston. Fragments of a time and place still buried in my mind. If only I could cast a spell to somehow change the past, erase a page forever from this book I have amassed. As you're kind of taking in the caffeine and your brain's kind of wandering over to your next project, as you're taking, uh, a car or whatever as you guys are taking a car over there mm -hmm. the sound of the engine kind of brings you back to a time a year or two a few years ago when you were working uh on the illegal car racing circuit outside of boston you laugh <laughs> but no, it's true um and you remember that you were that you used to work with a man who went by the nick by the street name of Diesel. Uh, so the scene, so judgmental. Right so now. the scene is, you're sitting here. Uh, you're kind of like uh, talk yapping with him under while that you're working on his car. He's got a race coming up fairly soon that night um, against a guy who goes by the name of Brian Smith. Let's <laughs> find it with a Y, so it's a little weirder. Hey, that's actually how I spelled it. I'm gonna spell it with an I now. So well, now this is weirder. You've hung out with Marcus a, a bunch. He, he, they, you know that he splits the money very well with you for the mm -hmm. work that you do. And he's just kind of like, so, Rory, you think that we're going to win the race against this uh, this, this new guy? We're, I mean, I saw his car coming in. He's, uh, he's got some horsepower under there. I mean, you know, good driver, but, you know, better mechanic here. Come on, Look, as long as I got Come on, it, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous, Rory. Look, I'm doing everything I can for the vehicle. Like, it's going to come down to whether, you know, he can keep up with what I did to it. Um, roll me your perception and investigation. Difficulty? Uh, difficulty six. Oh, that's four successes. Hell yeah. So you, yes. uh, as you're kind of like coming out from underneath the car, you notice something from underneath it that looks like a, uh, a line that looks a little bit off and you kind of like scoot yourself back underneath the car as it's kind of jacked up a little bit. Um, and it looks like there was, somehow you missed it on your first pass through, but it looks like someone had intentionally tampered with the brake lines. Well, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna be like, well, that's not good. Okay. Um, as you kind of realize this, you hear the sounds of multiple footsteps coming in. Um, and one of the footsteps has kind of a tapping sound to it, as if the guy uh, there has a cane. It's like a, like a boom, boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, boom, boom. Ch. Is that like step, step, cane, step, 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 step cane? cane. Step, yeah. Step, yeah, step, step, cane. Aha! Uh -huh, well, if it isn't Marcus Diesel, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, hi. Do I know you? <laughs> No, but you know my associate who's racing you. Now, Marcus, I know that you've got a lot of street cred around here. But what I'm going to need you to do is to lose that street cred tonight. Because if you don't, if you do for me, if you throw this fight, just as, or this, this race fight, whatever you call it nowadays, I will pay you a handsome sum of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, man. I'm not, I'm not throwing away my, uh, I'm not throwing away my, uh, 
my fucking my, my street cred over over money. This this machine this is this is my baby. I don't I don't let anyone. We are not gonna lose here. Are you sure? Yeah, man. Fuck you. Uh, so as he's like, are you sure? I kind of like slide out and be like, yeah. I mean, as long as uh you don't cut any more lines under here. As you do that, you notice that there is... This man looks like he is dressed... For, the man with the cane looks like he is dressed from the Victorian era. And there is another person beside him who looks like the most jacked bodybuilder that you've ever seen. This man, as soon as it Marcus and says that and you pop out and comment on, on this, the jacked bodybuilder, before you have a chance to do anything, takes Marcus by the neck and slams him down on the hood of the car. And... The bodybuilder does that? The bodybuilder does that. Basically, like, his hand, it basically squeezes until you can see that your partner's face is turning blue. Single hand doing this. But, like, I'm gonna, like, quickly get up and I'm looking like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Let go of him. The man with the cane just kind of looks at you and just goes... No, dear. I don't think that we will. He didn't want our uh, our offer. Yeah, because it's a shit Making offer. Make a power roll. But... You feel you feel something in your head telling you to back the fuck down. Just uh, how many willpower I have and roll that. Yep. Uh, difficulty six. Four successes. Okay, you feel for a brief moment like, nah, man, I didn't see anything like that. Like the thought flickers in your head, and then you go, nah, fuck that. That's my fucking partner. Uh, do I kind of realize that yes, this happened? Yes, you realize that something like that's happening. Um, does that Something seem... inside of you is telling you that this is not right. This is not normal. Can I... It's going to sound weird. Can I kind of pinpoint where it's coming from, maybe? You know that it happened when the, the fancy guy talked to you. Okay. So I'm just going to have that moment and be like, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you need to leave and you need to leave him alone. And quit messing with my car. Oh, you need us to stop. You need us to just leave him alone? Uh, no. My enforcer here won't do that. Why Louis not? Louie Willow. Person just kind of looks up and goes, mm-mm. I was like, what, what, who the fuck are you? Like, get, leave him alone. Like, at least let pressure off his neck so he can breathe. Mm-mm. Yes, yes, Willow. Let, let pressure up off of his neck so then he can breathe. The big person kind of does this, uh, uh, unleashes it. Marcus is gas. Yes. <gasps> so, like, I've got a wrench in my hand. I'm not like threatening him, but it's kind of like, look, who the fuck are you? And who do you think? Who do you think you are coming over here and trying to offer a deal like this? Like, it's not threatening. Uh, it's just kind of like uh, using it, like gesture. I just happen to be holding like a wrench. I am Victor Montour. Okay, is that name supposed to mean something to me? No, probably not. You're clearly not perceptive enough to matter to all this. But I'm in charge of all of this. And he kind of gestures to all of it. To all of this. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I misspoke with the other name. Uh the other uh and that is my associate Wisp. Wisp? Yeah, not Willow. Okay. No, you're fine. Uh, I mean I wasn't gonna question it. Is this before or after she'd awakened, by the way? Before. Before. That's what I thought. Just mm-hmm. making sure I'm clarifying. Yeah. Okay, so are you racing or what's your deal? Yes, one of my boys is racing tonight. Is it the one I heard about? Probably. Brian? Yeah. Yes, uh, Punch God. He's racing. That's his name? That's what we call him in the business. Got he me. likes to punch problems away from me. <laughs> Away from me specifically. <laughs> Away, he likes to punch all of his problems. <laughs> so you don't heal, handle your own problems. You get other people listen, to do it for you. Listen, little girl, I'm not here. You two can either take my deal, which is go now because you've soured the taste of everything here, or Wisp here will kill you both. Uh, one, your deal shit. Either way. Wisp, show the lady how serious we are. And Wisp grabs Marcus by the neck and flings him at you. 
I'm gonna try and move the fuck out of the way, obviously. Uh, roll me some athletics and dexterity. Cool, that's gonna be six dice. You managed to just barely dodge underneath the flung form of uh, Marcus, but he hits the wall behind you with a thud and a snap. Uh, And he lands at an angle that doesn't doesn't look look natural. Yeah, does not look natural at all. I can't do shit about that. Um, Do I? You can see that. The man has looked over at his compatriot and just goes, hmm, fun, wisp, get her. Do I have my gun at this point? No. Damn it. You have a wrench right now. I'm going to throw the wrench at him and then I'm going to book it. Okay, so I'm going to have you make me a strengthen athletics roll, I guess. Dex, Dex and athletics. I'm sorry. Okay, that's that's that makes my life a little 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 better. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming six difficulty. Yes. One, two, three, four. You manage to hit Wisp right in the head, stopping them in their tracks um, for just a second enough for you to get out to go towards the door. Yeah, I'm booking it. Like fuck this shit out. <laughs> um. Door won't open. Not like locked won't open, like it opens a crack and then something's in front of it. Like on the other side? Like on the other side. Can I quickly peek through to see what the hell it is? It looks like someone jammed a chair on on there purposely. Okay, so what's the setup we're looking at here? Is this an, so we're in a garage? You're in a garage, you try to get out of the, like the side door. Mm -hmm. There's still, the garage door, but that's going to take some time to get open. Um, gotcha. So we're in a closed garage. You're in a closed garage. A, oh, while working on a car. Yep. Car's not on while you're working on it. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about setup. Is it um, an actual, like, typical garage that you usually go on to work, like, yeah. if you're working maintenance or stuff like that? No, it's like a it's like a back alley garage. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm trying to get a visual in my head of it. Um, is there anything around that I can just start like, make there, it to the buttons to then start pelting him with stuff cool. while waiting there's for so there's, many there's so that's many. What I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Um, is like, I want to be able to do you run. Make, so do you want to make it to the button to the button first to start opening up the door? Or do you want to make it to the or do you want to try and slow him down? Is that, there, is, you ha- those are your options. Is there any way that while I'm running to the button I can grab something? I'm not going to like grab and throw it, but like mm-hmm. to grab something. I'll let, you, I'll let you grab something. You grab a hammer. Okay, cool. Okay. I got a hammer. I'm going to run over and like, hit the button. Hit the button. Yeah, I know it's going to take it, a while. It's going to take a while. Wisp is going to make an attack at you. Okay. Uh, as this happens. Do you want to try and dodge out of the way? Yes. <laughs> okay, roll it. Uh, uh, standard difficulty. Uh, two. Uh, Wisp is going to hit you. Okay. Yeah, he, but I got a one there. That one that I had to re-roll okay. was originally a five, and it turned out to be a one. He grabs you by the neck, and they kind of look back at the guy in the Victorian thing and just goes, Can I boss? Yeah, of course, Wisp. You've, you've you've done a lot of work today. Go ahead and feed. And you can see as like fangs protrude down. Mm-hmm. You can hear a voice in your head at this point that is screaming um, for you to get out of there. And but it's not like a voice that you're used to hearing. It's not like your own internal monologue. Mm-hmm. It's like this almost like. It's almost like you could hear it coming from the car. It's almost like it's in like the gears as the garage door is opening, as the uh, everything is kind of slowing down from you, and is like telling you to get away from there, to hurt this thing. It's just like what it's yelling. What can we do? What do you respond? With? Uh, just get out of here. <laughs> Just need to go. Go Doesn't... fast. Um, okay, as soon as that you say that, you hear the sound of an engine starting. And it's the car that you were just working on, that you just fixed up the brakes on. Okay. The car revs up and immediately goes. You know how fast this thing can go. So it's not up on the jack anymore? No. Okay. When they slammed him into it, it the... It, yeah, 
probably wreck the car, but we're gonna go it, with okay, it. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't on like a jack like this that like that holds it up like that. It's like on a like a jack leg. Like a small like, like a okay. small tiger. No, that's fine. Like, yeah, like a yeah no, that's fine. I, like I said, I'm trying to get visual pictures in my head. Yeah, I should I should have cleared that. The car like revs itself up, and then you know how you know that this thing can go from like zero to sixty in a in a second or two. Yeah. We can be gone in 60 seconds. Yeah, you can be gone in 60 seconds here. It hits Wisp at about 40 miles an hour, skids out into into the crowd, but not hitting any of the people, mm-hmm. and you somehow find yourself in the driver's seat. Oh, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> okay. I'm going to open this thing up, and we're going to go. <laughs> you open this thing up, and you're going to go. You know this route. Almost as good as your as your old partner did. Mm-hmm. And you can see, driving next to you, is another souped-up muscle car that says Punch God on the side of it. Fuck it, Brian! <laughs> I'm gonna shout it out the window. What? Your guy's a piece of shit! I know this car is great, isn't it? You guys are... Uh, make me a Dex and Drive roll, fuck. <laughs> Let's see how dope this is. Oh, this is when I'm gonna roll like shit, because that's just my luck. Yep. Two. Two? Yeah. Okay. You both are going about even down the, not the track, but the, the area that's been kind of cleared for, cleared of police for for you guys. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you're doing really good, but I'm gonna win. You're not fucking Marcus! I just flick him off. <laughs> you see a piece come out, uh, like he pulls out a nine millimeter and starts shooting. At I, you. I like duck. I look and I throw the wrench, but like towards his uh, the, the passenger side, and I'm gonna uh-huh. like try and like I'm trying to think how to phrase it. I'm gonna throw it kind of like in front, so it's going to since we're going so fast, it'll like hopefully hit okay. the windshield as he's going forward. So your intent is to try and get him to stop. Right? I'm trying to get that hammer to go the fuck through his car, and he's gonna stop. <laughs> so your intent at the end of the day is to get him to stop. Yeah, possibly to crash if if I'm lucky, because I don't care at this point. As you like roll down the window, duck, ducking through gunfire, kind of making hard turns. As you guys are going through a hairpin turn, and he's on the inside, you throw the hammer, and as it leaves your hand, you can feel it. Like it was heavier than it sh- than it was when you <laughs> grabbed it before, and as it smashes into the window and then kind of misses him entirely, but it lands on his passenger side seat, and it looks like suddenly there's another seven hundred pounds in his passenger side seat. So just kind of like bows down. Yeah, as he's going through a left hand turn, the right side just suddenly bows down, and this car just goes, like, side over side. Uh, can I accelerate faster to kind of, like, go in yeah. front of it yeah. so it will flip behind me and, you know, not hit me? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, <laughs> you go through the, you go through there across the finish line with the wreckage of Punch God's car in your, in the, in your background, and you turn down an alley, and you remember that that was the first night you knew you could do magic. Life is weird! Life is very weird! <laughs> suddenly a call on his radio uh, that basically the code reports that there's been a dead body found all right so the lights go on like while the ear on while you're on your phone he's like you might want to put that phone away turn it on airplane mode and toss it in and i like put it in my back pocket mm-hmm. and i uh start scribbling really quickly in my notebook okay. for school he goes all right um you so you, you just and then just you guys go outside of Salem, which is not necessarily on the regular uh, thing that you would normally do. Net regular um, patrol. Yeah, he was set to be downtown, but as he kind of mentioned earlier, he's been helping a lot of the other precincts out. Mm-hmm. On the way up there, he says, "You know, we just keep finding this shit all the time. The last couple of months, every few days, there's a new body." You know it's human just because it's a skeleton, but that's all it is. And this has been happening between here and Boston. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him a couple of questions. I'm basically gonna just, without looking up from my journal, is like, okay, so are there any defining marks that you've been finding on these skeletons? 
on the skeletons. Like um, any marks of a weapon or gunshot wounds or no. scraping? Any... Scraping, yes. Okay, so do they look like knife? What is the coroner saying? Is it looking like a blade is doing this? Animals? What What does this look like? A knife and animals is what he's saying. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of... Um, so the problem is, is that we're only ever finding skeletons. There's no meat on them. That's true. But I've seen, like, every episode of Bones ever. I know that there's going to be marks on those bones if you look carefully at right. them. Right. So they are finding a lot of marks. They are finding a lot of, like, scrapings. Okay. Like you would with a knife. Uh-huh. And they're finding a lot of teeth marks. So like a cannibal. Maybe. We can't really identify the teeth. The None of them are matching anything that's, like, in records. So here's my question. Do they look like... So when human teeth scrape against bone, mm-hmm. they leave different marks than when animal teeth and animal claws scrape against bone. Everything that we're finding, and we have asked people who would, especially like our coroners, coroners who would be able to identify these things fairly easily none of them can identify the type of animal that is that is so it is animal it is not human he just kind of goes well i mean humans are animals but yeah no it doesn't look anything human but we also can't identify what kind of animal it is either this is gonna sound really weird but do you have like can i look at the case files when we get back um maybe it would be really, really important for That's going to be something that I'm going to have to go through my boss. I'm gonna ha- We're going to have to go through the detective in charge of the investigation. I would love to help you guys out with this. He's like, yeah, no, we, we, we would appreciate any help, but I, I am just a beat cop who's helping out here. So what's your theory? My theory? Mm-hmm. Oh, Gray's. Like aliens? Yeah. That's super cool. Why why do you think it's aliens? Like she like lights up when she hears this and just looks because at them? Because there's no matching like teeth pattern on them. So if we don't know what it is, then it's gotta be it's either that or the Sasquatch is going wild again, or the Jersey Devil. Oh man. Have you ever actually seen the Jersey Devil? I've been trying for years. No, I've never seen a Jersey Devil. Oh damn. I like you, Brian. I did once see an Ashton Kusher. Yeah. Like in person. Really? Yeah, he signed my copy of Butterfly Effect 2. The one that he's not starring in. (laughs) I only had that one on me. I like you less, Brian. (laughs) She, like, readjusts her glasses, like her little reading glasses that aren't actually prescription, they're just there for fashion, Mm -hmm. and continues looking down at her journal and scribbling notes. You all get there, and there's about three other cop cars there an ambulance because Mm -hmm. you need something to transport the remains and there is a human skeleton about five foot three inches Uh um perfectly laid out uh even though there is no meat still attached to it to hold it all together and it looks like it is laid out like it was almost like fell there like a fallen angel kind of minus the wings yes can I roll intelligence and science? So what I want to do is, are they going to let me anywhere near this thing? They, you're going to need to convince them that you're going to be helpful. Okay. Can I roll charisma and and law to convince them that it would be in their best interest for me to take a look, or uh, uh, charisma and science, one of the two, to convince them that I am capable mm-hmm. of taking a look at this thing, and I could probably offer them new insights that they wouldn't have before. Basically, I've never seen one of these before. I would like, I, as a fresh pair of eyes, under your direct supervision, would like to get close and look at this thing without physically touching it or examining it in any way. You said charisma and what else? Uh, science or law. To convince them? Using science jargon or law jargon. Um, the only other thing I have is subterfuge. And I'm not lying to them, I'm being honest. You can just roll your straight charisma. Okay. To try and convince them, but science and law really would not work. Okay. Well, I got two successes. Okay. So they kind of think about it for a little bit, and they're like, and the coroner, uh, like a lot of the cops there are like, no, 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 you can't come in, you can't come in. And the coroner kind of looks up and goes, she knew. Yeah. 
Okay, Cole, bring her down here. Um, may as well have the kid see a dead body, right? Like, like he's just like, nah, this is this will be fun. Okay, so I have a couple of rules. So here's my question: Has your character ever seen a dead body before? I'm not sure. Has my character ever seen a dead body before? Um, probably. Yeah, like okay. I've had to go over like, case like, files like, and. Uh, no, like in person. Yes. Because uh, I was thinking about it. You guys, ha uh, I did put in the background of this. That you guys have actually um, dealt with cults before. That you guys have actually successfully taken one or two down. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put on like a face mask and some gloves and pull my hair back in a hairnet. So mm -hmm. like none of my, so I reduce the risk of my DNA getting anywhere near this scene. Okay. Um, and I'm going to walk up to the corner and be like. If I do, if I, I'm going to ask you before I do anything, before I touch anything, before I... Hey, as soon as you said touch anything, I'm like, no, 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 you're not touching anything. Okay. I'm going to ask you to move things for me so that I can take a closer look. Is that okay? Um, I'm not moving this until we get it back to the... Okay. Well, then let me just take a close look if that's you all right. Can, you can, that's what you can do. So I'm going to make a couple of rolls. Okay. I want to make uh, intelligence and science. Okay, what is intelligence and science for? Please tell me. So, uh, I want to look at this thing. I want to see age, uh, parent markings, any defining features on it that would help us okay. identify them. That would be intelligence and science. Okay. Or investigation. Well, I got two successes. Which would you prefer it be? Uh, I'd prefer the, honestly, investigation. Well, then I need to roll two more dice. Still two successes. Okay. All right, so... So, from investigating it... You can determine that this is a female body. Okay. Um, from the way that the bones are probably older, uh, you can kind of determine that because the fingers kind of have that, or the finger bones kind of have that arthritic, like, kind of wear and tear to them. I'm explaining all of this to the coroner and the detective mm -hmm. as I'm finding it. The detective looks very impressed. The coroner is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like he knew this. Okay. You can tell one of the other things that is very obvious that that shows that it's an older person is there is a piece of the hip bone that appears to be missing, mm -hmm. but it's in a very surgical surgical piece. Okay, it's like a surgical cut of the bone. Mm -hmm. As far as anything else that you can determine, um, it's probably female. I think I might have already said that. But... Okay, so it's, this looks to be a little old lady that had a crafting habit and a bad hip. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now I want to see if there's any markings on it. I'm looking for anything that doesn't look man-made. Non-human bite marks, scrapings that with tools that we wouldn't necessarily recognize, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to just lump that still into the same role that you just did. Okay. Um, you notice there are scrapings along the bones that look to be from a knife. Okay. You can, uh, a very sharp knife. You can t you can tell because the entire carving is a single piece. It's not like it's not shaped. It's not shaped. It's a slice. slice. Okay. I think also I'm still explaining this as well. Um, you can see that that happens multiple times on the body, and it is particularly more prevalent around where there would be more fat and like meat. Okay. On a person, so like the thighs, the uh, the biceps, down yeah. down on the calves, you know that like... sort of thing, where there's fat on the body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do I notice any markings on this that look supernatural, like a werewolf bite, or a demon claw would have made this, or a vampire fang? Roll me your intelligence and occult. Difficulty. Uh, it's going to be an eight on this one. Because you don't get to pick it up and look at it One super close. and two successes. Two successes. Okay. You notice that there are bite marks. Very small bite marks on every inch of this skeleton. It's as if a group of things had swarmed it, cut the meat off, and then started gnawing on the bones until there was nothing left to get out of there. Kind of like a swarm of tooth fairies. Yes. I'm going, I'm honestly, I'm going to Dresden on this one, like thousands of tiny little firefly-sized fairies. The bite marks look to be probably about 
the size of a small child, like a small child's mouth might be. So not that small, but okay, a swarm of smaller things. If I'm gonna try and relay this to the coroner and the detective without making it sound like I'm a fucking conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. and I'm going to lean in really close and be like, there are thousands. Mm-hmm. Thousands of tiny bite marks all over this. It looks like either uh, post-mortem, this thing might have been swarmed. Is there any staining on the bones? If uh, if no. they were bitten post-mortem or mm-hmm. pre-mortem, the blood would have stained into the bone. No. No. So these are post-mortem bites. Mm-hmm. And I'm explaining that. So it looks like there are post-mortem bites thousands of them like this body was swarmed by thousands of tiny things or child-sized things with very sharp teeth and they just shredded the flesh off this body so we're like a bunch of walking talking piranhas kind of like or maybe like a bunch of animals like i don't know like insects or uh maybe I'm trying to think of a small... Like, rats maybe might have done that mm-hmm. and shredded it. But if you look at the shavings on the bone... Now, does the bone have those kinds of shaving? Like, any staining? Where the shaving is? Yes. No. No. So this was also done post-mortem. Mm-hmm. So somebody or something... Or if it is... Or if there was staining, it was cut off by the... Yeah. By whatever cut it out. Okay. These cuts... And I start pointing to the ther- very thin shaves looked to be as though they were done with a very sharp knife. This was done in a single motion, going in one direction. And I'm going to assume that it was post-mortem because there's no staining. However, it could be pre-mortem. It could have happened while the victim was alive. And they just simply sliced off the stained parts of the bone. The coroner kind of kind of nods along with that and goes, Okay, yeah, that, that would make sense. Oh, I thank you for your insight. And if we ever find a swarm of... Small children. Cannibalistic children. (laughs) Or, and then he looks at the detective, or walking piranhas, we'll be sure to credit you all with with that. Please don't. I don't want want any credit in this. This is just helping me with my classwork. If you can just write a nice letter to my professor, that's all that I need. Yeah, sure thing. Before you, uh, is there anything that, uh, so when you guys are getting onto the bus and everything, mm-hmm. um, you kind of get, uh, can you make me a willpower roll? You're getting another urge. Getting another urge. Oh, You're getting no. another urge. Oh no. Urges. Urges are fun, aren't they? Standard difficulty? Yep. Okay. Three success. Okay. You don't feel the urge to drink from your flask of vampire blood anymore. Okay. Or not anymore, but or like just right, right now. now. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'll go over to Tony then. Um, so you guys get to the the condemned building before uh, the rest of the group does. Oh, uh, well, oh yeah. I was going to add in that uh, I was going to make sure that we did. Yeah. I was going to use time and okay. fast forward the car. I'd just look at you and be like, really? Oh, it's my road. Just so you know, because you would probably know by now, I kind of look at time magic as like... Uh... So I do it all the time in the basement. So I... Uh, both the sleeves. I so like, I'm, I'm gonna let you know this. This is gonna. This might get you some paradox. Well, time was of the essence. <laughs> no, I understand. I'm just gonna look at you some kind of like. Uh, Rory does not like time magic. I'm just gonna make puns about time whenever you're around Rory. Mm-hmm. Should do that. What's the difficulty? The number of successes allows me the time amount space. of time I can manipulate. I know two successes allows me to have two actions in the turn. Okay, so that is a rote, correct? Mm-hmm. And you're using time three? Yes. And what's your focus for time? Like, how are you doing this? Like, I know that um, you said you're just... Oh, I'm not using the mark. I think I'm actually doing it in the Enochian chant. Is um, that your focus for time? For time. Okay. The, the long sword is for prime. Okay, so that is going to be a difficulty six. Right, so three successes. Okay. So, you, so you're going to take one paradox from that. Uh, you're gonna so basically since that is a you're speeding up this car to go way faster than it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and there are 
non-mages that are going to be on the road. You're kind of bending the laws of reality around yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, but how does Zegas Paradox resolve itself? So right. Paradox resolves itself uh, one uh, by resting and not doing magic for one Excuse point me. every week that you don't do magic. Wait, what? Holy shit. Wait, what'd yeah. you say? It takes... To, to bleed off a single point of Paradox takes a week of not doing any magic. Yep, that sucks for you. Sucks for everybody. What are you talking about? You think you're not going to do Paradox soon? Uh, I am a good person. What are you talking about? <laughs> paradox isn't necessarily paradox isn't necessarily a bad thing. There are also, I think, some prime roads that allow you to take paradox. Yes, out of yourself. It, I think it's once you get up to prime four, you can do it, or five. It's one of those two. Oh. I can't remember. I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, I saw that there was a paradox table. I guess when you suffer from one of those things, there's mm-hmm. all paradox go. Like, yes. Yes, okay. once you have a Paradox Backlash happen, all Paradox just kind of Okay, goes. cool. Yeah. Then I don't Which Paradox to... Backlash can be anything from like, oh, it's point of bashing damage to sometimes it can get really extreme if you do like 5 to 10 points of Paradox or like, I think it's like 10 to 15 is where you've got to really start being fucking worried. <laughs> 5 to 10, yeah, there can be some weird shit that happens. 1 to 5, not usually a big deal. When does the Paradox Backlash happen? Um, Usually on a botch of a spell that'll gotcha. happen or if it's dramatically appropriate. Fair, fair. Like if you're really like if you're really pushing your will really hard during a game, I might have the paradox backlash happen because you're just constantly having stuff happen. I guess like a like a certain yellow lights when there's no one in front of us, I'm just gonna be mm-hmm. like, I'll say no to enchant and slap the car mm-hmm. and just change how time acts with us and go right through that light. Okay. I'm assuming I can tell this is happening. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're not. You're you're a mage, so it's fine. Yeah. The the main problem with messing with time is that if there's any like normal people around, it's just immediately just like something fucked up happening. Something fucked up happening. Yeah, Fair. That's why Ward doesn't fuck with it. She tries not to. She'll joke about things that'll grant her paradox, but she more than likely won't do them. Oh, I love everybody back. All of the paradox. <laughs> Jake. Question for you. Uh, yeah. Well, everybody, so you guys are all getting there faster. So you guys yeah, get there much before the rest of the group. Um, go into the condemned building, I assume. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I guess mate, once you guys get down to the connecting thing, make me a dex and stealth roll. Oh, uh, as we're about to approach the building, I'm mm-hmm. going to spend three blood about stamina, dexterity, and strength. Okay. Spend that blood, my cool buddy. Difficulty six. Well, I didn't fail. Oh my god. Did you botch? Well, I'm saying I didn't botch. No. Uh, you said I didn't fail, but that could be a botch. Yeah, no, I consider botching as failing, so. So. I didn't get any successes, but I didn't botch. So you did fail. That is a failure. Yeah. I didn't botch. <laughs> so this is good. Six, and I have a ten. Hell yeah. Okay, so. You should you should put some of those uh, successes over here towards Nope. <laughs> Tony, uh, Michael goes in. Somehow, somehow, fairly stealthily, whereas you kind of walk into the condemned building and kind of just bonk your head on like a piece of wood that you just didn't see. Oh, oh, hold on! I, mean, I forgot that I have a particular rope. Does it make you stealthy? Uh, it gives me dark sight. Okay. Ooh. Um, roll your retake. I know that's just a perception modifying thing, so that's uh, not a. It'll help you in the darkness, It'll though. Help you in the darkness. Just wrote that one down. If it's difficulty six, I got two successes. All right, you can see in the dark perfectly. Uh, this will be terrible if someone accidentally shines a flashlight in your face, but you've basically enhanced your vision to. Yeah, be I just. Light. You basically just, before we go into the darkness, you see me put my goggles down on my face. My goggles are my forces focus. Uh, and I'm basically going to turn and I'm going to start looking at the people around outside of the direct crime scene. And I mm-hmm. want to see who looks out of place. No one. No one. Everyone there looks like they are police officers and coroners and and they, they are not. So this is on the outskirts of town. Okay. This is like who on the, the side body? of a highway. Who found the body? One of the police officers. Which police officer? Um, just one of the older guys. Can I go talk to him? Uh, sure. Okay. I want to talk to him about like, how he found it, and what led him here, and what, like, 
he just kind of uh, so he he lets you know like he's driving back into town from helping out with a recent abduction uh, case near uh, the subway in Boston is okay. The the light from my cruiser just kind of hit it at the, at the right angle to, to light it up. Um, how long ago was that? About an hour ago. And did they... How long had the body been there? Do they know? They don't know yet. They haven't? It's really hard to determine time of death when they, it, when it, the, when everything is picked to this clean. Were there any... Did you notice any, like, footprints? Because it's on the side of the highway, it wouldn't make sense for a lot of people to be walking in this area. Did you notice any, like, footprints or obvious displacements in the grass or odd, uh, like... No. Okay. Uh, so there's not any forensic no, evidence. No, it looks, it looks like the body was just dropped. Question for my GM. Mm. Oh no, I don't have anything in that. I was going to say, this sounds like correspondence. It sounds like somebody just dropped it out of space, but I don't know that, so. I mean, just because you don't know how to cast correspondence magic doesn't mean you don't understand how it... You don't understand what it does. But I understand kind of how it works. You understand that... People can mess with space with correspondence, but you don't do it. You have no idea how it's done. You just know that it is done. Okay. Um, who was the? What was the first call you made? Clearly, you called the. Uh... I called uh, back to the dispatchers. Okay. Who was the first on the scene after you? He points to another random officer. Okay. So, from what I'm understanding, is that there's not much here at this crime scene. No. Tell me about what you learned at the subway. Um, there's a couple that went missing on an abduction case that we've been working about, uh, people who go missing while they're on their way through, from, uh, from a late night train. Um, I swear to God, Brendan, if we have to go suplex a train, I'm going to, like, cry happy tears. Uh, I'm not going to promise that that'll happen, but I'm not going to say it won't. So... Well, what was the approximate age of this couple? Can you tell me where they were coming from? I don't see how that this other uh, case is relevant. Humor me. They're, they were in their 30s. They're office workers. Okay. They were just on their way home from they the office? They were on their way home from the office. And we didn't, keep, we didn't know they were missing until the babysitter called saying that they never showed up to pick up their kids. So, and please... Humor me on this one. Around what time did this occur? About 9 p.m. And what station were they leaving from? Is there a consistency among the stations that these people keep going missing from? No. Is there a consistency among time? Um, when the trains aren't that crowded, so like early, early morning, mid-afternoon, and late at night. Okay. And um, they tend to be... When, when the subway is not as crowded. Have you found... Do you, have you guys been looking into any... So with our Jane Doe here, over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, has there been any reported missing elderly? Not yet. But okay. we're going to do a look-through when that we get back to the station. Okay. Thank you for your time. I'm sorry that you've had to go through all this. Would you like a cup of coffee? No, I'm good. Okay, sir. Thank you for your time. Alright, and I'm going to head back over to Brian. Brian is smoking a cigarette and sitting on his car. Right. Uh, basically, like, okay, I can't really help out here. It's time to do something else. I've got to wait for this punk kid. Like, he's just, like, waiting. He's just annoyed that I'm this mm -hmm. invested. I kind of come back, and I take a sip of my coffee, and I light up a cigarette. And I'm just like, alright, look, sorry about that. I just, I'm very thorough. If I have as much information as I can, then it helps me put together different aspects of a case. Mm -hmm. Where to next? He just kind of goes, well, I've got uh, reports of a... Uh, there's another... I need to go investigate some wolves that keep going on the... Keep getting on the major freeway. We've got a... You know, this just kind of came in. Wolves? Yeah, it's rare, but sometimes they kind of wander in from the woods. All right, let's go. So, Tony. Yes. While your eyes are adjusting to the 
uh, the darkness. to the darkness. This reminds you of your first memory. <laughs> Congrats, I, time for your fuckery! <laughs> so, Michael, your first conscious memory is a thick sea of black, and you can feel the pull of many hands trying to keep you down. But you know in the back of your head that you still have work to do. Up top, uh, we're, uh, above you, there's a small pinprick of light and muffled voices. You can hear someone go, We can't fix him, he's dead! Yeah, there's a limit to what magic can do, dumbass. Then a familiar voice. Which one is ours? There's a bunch of us. His work isn't done yet. You'll fix it, or I'll make your lives a living hell. Especially you, boy. I can cut off your supplier with a simple snap of my finger. You kind of hear the. You kind of hear both sigh, and then agree to do whatever it is they're doing. You can feel arms bending and stretching you in ways that are too painful. Uh, to really put, like, you're on a rack and limbs are just being stretched to their absolute limit and beyond. Um, you're being stretched and distorted. Your skin feels like it's having acid poured over it and then at the same time recon- like, remaking itself so rapidly that there is only the hot sizzle and burn. You can feel your pattern torn apart and then reassembled completely wrong. And as this happens your mind kind of turns away from this and clings to the one thought that you know to be true. I still have one to do. When you wake up, you only remember basic things. How to speak, how to walk. Simple everyday things. How to breathe, eat. But there's no name. And there are two young people above you. There's a young girl and a young boy. How old are they look? About 19, 20 maybe? Um, yeah, early 20s. Just It depends on the day for me, because I can look anywhere from 20 to 25, depending on how caffeinated I am, and just disheveled. You can see on, on either of their shoulders, there is a demon pointing and laughing at you. What do you do? I start to scream. You just let out this loud roar as you use for the first time vocal cords, and the laughter drowns out your own screams as they're just <laughs> Look at the freak! Look at the freak! <laughs> How am I held down? You're not. Oh, I, I, I immediately get up after roaring out, and I just point at the shoulders. You two were there. How do you react? I'm not going to say how you react. <laughs> um, so it just looks like I'm pointing at the two of you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna slowly back away and be like, uh, did we check his mind before we woke That's him up? That's your job. Um, uh, can we can we get someone to hold him down? Is, is there anything nearby? His mind. There's, a, there's a table. There's surgical equipment. There. I just start picking up surgical equipment oh, and God. I start tossing it. All right, that's you. Things. At, at our shoulders, at not directly shoulder. at us, right? <laughs> As it, you toss it at the uh, devil thing on Rory's shoulder, uh, the scalpel goes through and kind of pins the the devil to the to, to the wall behind her, and it's still laughing, pulling itself across the scalpel and just kind of laughing at you. Oh, that's disturbing. I pick up the table as, as best I can. <laughs> yeah, and try like to swing it at out of the way. <laughs> Dodging out of the way of that shit. Okay. You two shit. dodge out of the way. He is freaking out. Make me a willpower roll. Uh, difficulty 8. Can I, can I look into his mind? Ooh, 10. Oh god. You have a feeling that some of this might not be real. Some of it might be your mind playing tricks on you. If you want to look, if you look into his mind, um, I'm just going to kind of give this to you because you guys are kind of acting as NPCs for the moment. Yeah, it's um, he, it is blank. Oh my it's god. just fear and anger and blank. Imagine you're relaying that to me. Yeah. Hey, hey, calm down. Calm down, please. Is, is please. there is there Just a way to find his limbs and can't do that with life? Like yeah, but you have a feeling that that might not be a great idea. Just, okay. Please <laughs> calm down. So to give Who you, are any, you we are the people who put you back together. 
What do you mean you put me back together? Something happened to you. They wouldn't go into it, but they brought us to help. We don't know the details. Put you back together. You're kind of a mess. What do you mean by that? Reassemble your pattern. What does that mean? It means you were no longer moving or breathing or anything. But why would you say that? What do you mean reassemble my pattern? We had. You said he his mom was empty. Yeah, he's he's just all kinds of. You see us looking out. at each other, but like we're having a conversation, but you hear no words coming yeah, out of our mouths. It's, it's all in our minds. Morning. It's all in our minds. Hey, he's I'm talking to out. two of you. He's what do you mean pattern? What do we do? Do you not know what patterns are? Okay, so what? Please, do I? What please? does that have to do with me? If you would what? calm the fuck down, I could explain it to you. Maybe you kind of hear a voice in the back of your head, Tony. Patterns are what we're all made of, bug. Everybody's pattern. In some way. Isn't that right, buddy? Yours is a little messed up, but you know, I think it's pretty in its own way. I'm a friend. They're friends too. They help save your life. Are you sure? Yeah, the Well the boy's a little weird. That's why he's got the little That's why he's got the little devils. But uh don't don't blame him for that. I don't know what that means. Don't worry, you'll find sure. out eventually. Okay. So listen, how about we, uh, get some clothes on you? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that, that feeling you're feeling, Every piece of wood? Care for the junk? That, uh, feel, that feeling right there? That's shame. Oh. Okay. Hey, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah. Gets another piece of wood, covers the butt, and, like, tries to find some clothes. <laughs> um, wow, this was a lot more darker when I wrote it. I like this. <laughs> uh, uh, do I do I feel like his mind is not blank? His anymore? mind is starting to come back, and you okay. can feel that it's a it's you've operated on at least one mage before, and you know that mage patterns tend to be special, intricate. His wasn't until about a moment ago. Okay, um, is our the person who is making us do this? Is he still in the room? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm just gonna... He comes down, he's been actually sketching the whole thing. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna... He's off on the side on with an easel, and he looks at you and goes, Hi. Uh, uh pleasure to... I want close. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We can talk I... later, but I want close. You're way too close to me right now. Yeah, he, he kind of reaches into a, uh, uh, you know, like a trunk and kind of like throws you like a big bathroom. Okay, so I... We'll get your size, we'll get your size later, buddy. Yeah. Um, so listen, um... <laughs> Okay, cool. Oh, now, now, I need you to do a really quick favor for me, because I'm the one who paid for this whole procedure to keep you alive. Where's the do... middle? What? The... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, so I need you to do... And he kind of is like, do a flex for me. What the fuck? Yeah, like he... He like, wants you to pose. He wants you to bodybuilder pose. Just so just... Do what he did. Just imitate that. We're testing out your muscles to make sure that these all still work. Yeah, they could have atrophied so we have to make sure they're okay. Yeah. What Please. the doctor said. Just right. do it. No. Okay, you know what? That's fair. We'll get you to do that later. So, um, hi, I'm uh, Mr. Gonzalez. You actually used to work for me. You used to work for you? Well, you still work for me. You still have a lot of work to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He'll walk up and shake his hand. Yeah, okay. Right. okay so, um, I'm, I'm going to retreat from his mind sense. and inform Mr. Gonzalez that <laughs> his, his pattern's a little different now. Something may have happened. Yeah, ah, we okay. warned you well, ahead of time. We can't, can't do that kind of stuff. Well, looks like you did. Yeah, so good job, kids. That's not how he originally was, though. Uh, no, well, you know what? Let's uh, keep that on the DL. Yeah, and, we would appreciate uh, that also. We're going to pay you nicely. Appreciate it. And you, oh, you. are going to keep uh, keep working for us. Got work to do. Got a lot of work to do. You, We've got a lot of things we got to make. You've got to help me with that. Yes. Do you remember your name? I try to talk to that voice inside. So they still have interesting patterns are. Uh, what, what's my name? Uh, I think Michael's a cool name. Michael. 
right? Yeah, Michael. Alright. He kind of looks at you and goes, okay, Mike. Sounds good. Um, at some point, word got around about you, and the Celestial Chorus picked you up, and then they put you down. <laughs> because, oh boy, did you come with a lot of baggage. And the only, while that you are a probationary member of the Celestial Force, you do know that you are on good, with the air quotes there, terms with the leader of the local choristers, uh, Knight Jean Paulo. Um, he is, I wouldn't say that he's necessarily a friend, but he is, he will talk to you and, like, actually, like, listen to you. But you know that he's probably also keeping an eye on you. Who uh, part of the Order of Hermes am I, am I talking to? Uh, the Order of Hermes, the guy who is your the local tradition leader, is High Mage Tella. Tella? Mm-hmm. T E L L A. Back in the present. Yeah. Um. Fuck, you kind of. so much noise. I'm fine now that I can see where I'm going. You're fine now that you can see where you're going. <laughs> I'm making assumptions. So you guys get down into the basement um, with Michael going ahead of you and kind of make it in there about the time that you hear the sound of the bus tires uh, screeching above to a halt. Um, you guys have a couple of minutes. What do you want to do while you're down in the basement? There's not a whole lot down here besides some old theater props that haven't seen a lot of use lately, and the closest thing that looks like it's seen more use lately has been the area near where the trapdoor on the stage is, and um, the mattress underneath it. I'm gonna try and find, like, maybe a jacket or something, and kind of put it on, and, like, lifting up to kind of disguise what it looked like a little bit. Okay, um, roll me your... If there's a wig down here, I'm gonna try and look roll a little, try and make myself look a little different. perception and, uh, uh, something that... Roll me perception and... Can I roll crafts? I'm crafting an outfit? I, you need to find the stuff first. Oh, so you're having to look for it. Okay. Yeah, I'm having, yeah, because uh, you don't have the resources on hand. Alertness, maybe? Yeah, I'll give you alertness. Okay, so perception and alertness? Difficulty six. No big deal. You just look for shit. Two? Two? Okay, yeah, you find some stuff. It might work for... <laughs> it, it'll it'll work. It's not going to be the best... Uh, I just need to not look entirely like what I look like. That's all. So crafts, how are you going to do that? Isn't your crafts uh, all like metalworking or? Uh, crafts is, it's not specified what crafts is. Like my um, buffs are for mechanical stuff. Okay. So this would just be like a flat crafts roll to kind of engineer it. Kind into... of quickly put together a disguise. Yeah. Like do you me, want to also be part of the disguise? I wish to assist. You wish to assist um, with the disguise. What, what attribute would you like me to roll craft? Because I've got time to sit down here and do it for a while. Uh, intelligence. Okay. So, how do I assist? Describe it. How are you assisting her with? Uh, oh, just doing measurements, helping doing measurements, helping, helping yeah. the fabric. Okay. I've also got matter, so like I can uh, shape things as I need to. Well, since well. he's helping you, roll an extra die in that case. Okay. I yeah. just imagine you pull out like a tailor's measuring tape and says, "Can I provide my legendary attribute quality?" Yes. Yes, you may. Wonderful. Uh. My difficulty is two less, also, because I have a ability aptitude for craft. I forgot okay. that. Same. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so, what's my difficulty? Six. Six, even with the two lowered? Oh, no, four. Sorry. Four? Nine. <laughs> she looks like a completely different person. Um. Yeah, no, if you wanted to look like uh, Izzy, if you wanted to, you probably could somehow. Oh, I'm gonna look like Izzy. This is done. This is so done now. Okay. I'm gonna look for, like, a taller version of Izzy, because Izzy is, is short. I am four foot five. Yeah. I'm four gonna, foot six. I'm gonna look Holy like a... Holy shit! Just the, the short, short flaw. The short flaw says you are four and a half dwarf. feet or shorter. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, you're a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> so I look like a, a five... But I'm not, like, the kind that has, like, the shorter legs and arms. Like, I just am a smaller person. I look like a five... I'm proportionate to I my I look like heads. a... Izzy, but like a foot taller. I look like a okay. child. <laughs> um. I look like you, but a foot taller. I hope you enjoyed the second episode of my game. I'd like to thank Lost European for use of their song Images as our theme song. 
X Taker UX for use of the songs King of the Broken Hearts and Self Deceived. We also used Chase Scene by Rozkol, that's R-O-Z-K-O-L. Finally, we also used And Your Love and Aftermath, both by The Lemming Shepherds. If you'd like to contact us, we're at A Pair of Dice Lost on Twitter and GM Crow one Next week is another episode of Werewolf. Well, have a great week, and remember, you gotta do money to make money. Erase a page forever from this book I have a